Well, hello. hello! Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Tuna Boot. The bit that you can tune. Tuna Boot. How are we today? Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> great. We're just at the end of our marathon. Four episodes. Well, this is our fourth episode of the night. Yeah. We've, we're on the absinthe. We've been on the absinthe. <laughs> Since that, that's worth four knowing. episodes ago, <laughs> when you had us cheer it, yeah. And, and uh, I feel alive. Yeah. <laughs> At least one of us does. <laughs> so, what have we been doing tonight, guys? Well, um, well, we've been hosting a, a potentially award-winning podcast, which you should uh, like, subscribe, tell your friends about, rate it five stars. See, note the social media links in the in the episode description. Yeah, just down the bottom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, scroll it, and then you can click it. All that mind. stuff. Um, yeah, well, before we get into the meat of the episode, Liam, you've got some album recommendations for us. Before you do, yeah. just to just to cut in, it should be known to listeners that Ali's in the room with us. So if you hear that little snigger in the background, because apparently every time we speak, she can't stop laughing. <laughs> <laughs> That's just Ali. Don't worry. Well, <laughs> but Ali's not used to us being professional podcast hosts. She's not been in this environment. She's not, yet. Seen, she's not seen the. Professional <laughs> rearing out of our forebrains. Yes, and, and, she, and she won't. Because <laughs> we're not capable of it. No. But it's uh, a pleasure to have you. Thank you very much. She stop dis- <laughs> Ali stopped dis- supporting me in my decisions since this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> um, our I sponsor today is No Signal One. Please check the power of external devices <laughs> and cable connection status. Two, uh, press the something on your remote to change to another input. Three, for external audio devices, please go to settings and then sound and then sound out and change settings to HDMI arc. So what do they Dot do? Dot com. <laughs> <laughs> what? What What do they do then? But I, I just told you. They sponsor our podcast. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh is, that, is that it? Yeah, yeah so. no, big no signal. No, they're a, they're a podcast sponsoring company and they sponsor this podcast. Mm-hmm. And it. you can sure hide them by pressing the red button. Well, there if, you go. If, you know, good, genuine patter like that is what you love, mm-hmm. then you're going to love the movie we're talking about for the rest <laughs> of this podcast. Uh, which is Liam? Oh, I don't uh, wait, I haven't done the album yet. Yeah. Oh, no, sorry. Yeah, do your album. You do your album before your sponsor, man. What are you is, doing? is that how it works? Yeah, I'll cut it. Never work this out yet. Um, I've not got an album for you guys tonight I've got an artist and I've got a song the song is not by the same artist so first of all uh, <laughs> you should check out the artist Thumpasaurus they're very very fucking good and I've followed a lot of their videos on TikTok second of all this is something I've been talking about all night one of my favourite songs now a song that I've known for years but I've never actually listened to it properly and I genuinely, unironically, think that this is one of the greatest songs of all time. Cindy Lauper, Time After Time. It's a good song. It's a very good song. Mm. It's a good It's a good tune. Yeah. If you've not actually listened to it, listen to it, please. How many? How often should they listen to it? Once a day. Time After Time, whatever you know. <laughs> we didn't rehearse that but it felt like a layup it, it felt like I we were on the same volleyball team like I hit the ball up to you and you just started looking at the sky and forgot it. I just 
stranded. So, <laughs> this is the eighth podcast that we've done the album and art and song recommendation. Yeah. You were one of the two that came up with it. Yeah, I mean, why I, did you choose a different a different song from a different artist and not a recommended album? Yeah, I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure the third episode that we did where we're doing this format, I suggested the Till Death Do Us Part podcast, which leads us nicely into what happened we did uh, today. Which <laughs> <laughs> leads us nicely into what happened we did today. It certainly, it's, it certainly does. <laughs> Back in that moment to not start. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. That's gonna be a great episode. Uh, yeah. So what we did today was we watched Paul Bart Mall Cop Two for the first time ever with the sound on. Previously to this, uh, I discovered a podcast called Till Death Do Us Bart, which the guys who are two different podcasts watch Paul Bart Mall Cop Two in its entirety every single year, once a year, and then. Reported. I, I don't know why I'm doing this, man. I, I, I should introduce one of your guys' podcasts. Basically, they watch it once a year, and then they do a podcast every American Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving yeah. yeah. Uh, and now we're stealing that format. Verbatim. Verbatim, yeah. <laughs> we, we, <laughs> yes. For, for one night only. For one night until next year. Yeah, listen to the pros <laughs> to it. Now watch how we do it. Yeah. yeah so, what well, well, a big... Just, uh, Give a give a big shout out to those lads. I mean, it's it's very unlikely that this is going to get back to them, but if it does, can I just send it to them in an email? Well, of course you can. Yeah, and if, if it gets back to you guys, just we want to let you know that this is purely an homage. We're not trying to steal your idea. We're not going to do it again. We, we don't make stop. any money off this, so it doesn't matter anyway because uh, we've got parody rights. Yeah, it's just yeah. A, it's just a bit of fun. We thought yeah. we'd do it, but this time we we did it on absinthe, which I don't think any of you guys did. No. So, so it's a, that's the very slight difference. Chuck they, that they, up, you yeah. fucker. They did, they did it on acid yeah. and Pink Floyd. Oh yeah, one of them, forgot to mention, one of them watched it whilst syncing up Dark Side of the Moon. That's good. Twice. <laughs> so it, it, Dark Side of the Moon's like 46 minutes. Mm. So it, they, they played it twice. The, 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 uh, it. the gun show bit synced up perfectly with money. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> oh, I yeah. That's brilliant. Yeah, so we've uh, done it. Yeah. And um, so what we were thinking was we would do introductory thoughts very quickly and then uh, Dougal and myself have, have made notes whilst watching it. Mm-hmm. And then just, just go through them I, one I, by one. I didn't make any notes because I just thought I'd just dissect your mm-hmm. eyes. No, no, please right, well, 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 we'll just jump right into the notes then rather than... Well, uh, a, wee, a, wee a wee sentence, a wee sentence how you, or two, how you thought about it. Uh, well, Liam, you, you can kick us off since... Honestly, I fucking love it. I, th- <laughs> I think it's 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 ironically very funny. I, I I don't think it's a good film, and I don't think it's meant to be that funny. But dear God, is it that funny? And Neil McDonough's scenes, like they say in the podcast, are some of the best scenes from the film. Yeah. The whole heist thing is absolutely brilliant. Okay, Ali, do you want to interject <laughs> about how you feel about the... About I loved it too. I loved, yeah. I loved I'm it. I'm so happy that we. I, I actually was watching it with someone who genuinely enjoyed it. <laughs> I thought it was cracking. To be fair, until she put the, the Kirby's into the, the door. Mm-hmm. Or the pins 
kind of ruined it for me. They, well, they went too far. Wait, <laughs> one hour of pure gold? Half an hour of shit. Yeah. Wait, no, no I, I, I'm, I'm sorry, Ali, but what, what you're saying is when it got good is when it got shit. <laughs> like, objectively. No, it started good, then got shit. <laughs> wow. Till death to us bar. If you hear that, please give us your thoughts. <laughs> um, I well, I don't, I don't think it started good or ended good. Uh, it was pretty awful. There were some moments of laugh, but overall, yeah, I hate Kevin James. I can't get away from it. <laughs> yeah, I um, I felt like a part of me. Then not a part of me died, but I felt like a creative part of me atrophied whilst watching it. <laughs> and I, I don't, I don't like the residue it's left on my brain. <laughs> and I'm very excited to talk through it and get it out of me, and never have to watch it again. Unlike those poor guys over it till death to us part that have to watch it every year. I, uh, but I also did laugh. I can't deny that I didn't, <laughs> or I can't deny that I did. Sorry. There was bits that got me. Yeah, and there were things that, I, I mean, sitting with people who are laughing watching it as well does get infectious. Mm. So you do wind up going, oh, I might have to laugh here. I don't want to, but you've got me going. And because yeah. of the lulls, I, feel, I don't feel like anyone goes into any experience, particularly if it's... I don't even know if Paul Bart Mocop to build itself as a comedy, because it doesn't, it doesn't have any of the credentials to be so. <laughs> but I can't I, I, I can't really I can't really remember the trailer or anything like that but I'm sure it I don't even think it built like it uh, presented itself as a like an out and out comedy I think it just seems to be like a sort of wacky kind of slapstick like a, a, a wacky tragedy a, a, a wagedy <laughs> um, yeah but anyway what I mean is that it, people don't generally go into an experience like this wanting to hate it no matter like because we all watched it with a sense of irony of course but like none of us sat here thinking right I want this to be really really shit you you naturally want to find the good in it you know like when you watch a stand up like say at the, the Edinburgh Fringe or whatever you, you go see a free show yeah you're not going there because you want to have a horrible time you want to engage with it yeah. in some way but the problem is this film gave you nothing back for your effort <laughs> it gave you nothing back for what you put in <laughs> but then whenever something vaguely funny did happen I think just out of a weird kind of response that you have in your brain you, you, you laughed when <laughs> something even vaguely funny or surprising yeah. or weird happened you laughed and I don't know we'll get into it obviously as, as we go through the notes but I don't know whether that was by design and I hate to even credit the film with any thought of that <laughs> whether it was through that or whether and this is the crux of my argument going forward I don't know how aware they were of what film they're trying to do and I have a theory yeah. I have a theory which I'm going to talk about which is they knew exactly what they were doing and this is the exact output they wanted Yeah. because no one puts however many hundreds of millions it must have taken or however many millions it must have taken to make this film without thinking they're going to get something they can sell and then yeah. to be able to do that there has to be some some vein of creative thought throughout it you can't just have a bunch of people doing a bunch of random stuff mm. and then try and cobble it together at the end you, you just can't do that 
But that, that's so I don't know. That's something we've spoke about with uh, Fast and the Furious as well. Like, no, they, they know what they're doing. They behind that name. <laughs> no, Fast and Furious, post, like, was it the fourth or fifth film? They know exactly what they're doing and they're, they're having complete fun with it. They and they nail it. Dwayne The Rock Johnson, they knew exactly what they were doing. As, as, as soon as he punches down a supporting column and drags someone out from a, <laughs> underneath a, bed, like a, a fallen building, they knew exactly what they were doing. Who wants to know? what the estimated budget for this film was I'm going to say in the region of 80 million uh, I'm going to go 5 million I was going to go much lower like 3 or 2 or... the estimated budget for this film was 30 million I don't know where I pulled green screens. Don't know where I pulled eighty million from. The, 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 the worldwide gross was a hundred and seven million. So that's a seventy-seven million pound profit. Yes. For that. Yeah. We're getting better at our profits now. Anyway, right, so where where are we in our in our journey? Are we gonna we're gonna dive into the notes? Uh, we're gonna. Oh, Alice, Alice, pick first. Yeah. Wait, what? What? The the film. What does in general? Mm-hmm. Well, I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's something in that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so let's move on to the notes. That was that was the new editor of the entertainment articles in the Sunday Times. But I thought, yeah, I liked it. Yeah. Two and a half stars. I liked it. <laughs> That's fine. It was th- there's it's no. It's a Sunday movie. What was it earlier? That that's a very very good point. I actually really like that point. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, I tell you what. In about thirty three minutes, it would be a great film. <laughs> <laughs> we just watched it too early, man. It's a Saturday night. It too early. You should have said that before we started. Should have warned you. Could have waited till midnight. <laughs> 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 on a bit midnight, midnight. Yeah. the you, bit with the milk truck fuck me the house falls down could you imagine recording on a Sunday <laughs> never do that right what we're doing <laughs> <laughs> recording on a Sunday yeah alright what do you fancy doing then well we'll do notes do you want to go first right, do you want me to do, do my notes? you've got a lot more reading than I well, have who, got who's, got, who's got the best finishing note uh, well, my last note isn't particularly well. It's it's a good, it's a well written note, but it's right. not it's not particularly all encompassing. Dougal, what do you think? Actually, no, um, I, no, I do. I've I've, I've got a closer. <laughs> I've got a closer. I've got I've got, a, I've got quite a good last though. All right, well, go with yours then. Go with yours. In what my own head, it's very it's, yeah. All right, so what? You, so so. Well, so I just do all mine, then you do all yours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So well, thanks again, Liam, for for um, making this happen <laughs> so what I'm going to do is just read the notes as I wrote them for like, f- is it forbatim or verbatim I'm going to just read them as I, just, I'm just going to read them unedited it's like doing the notes and tune a bit again isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I just I'm going to read them as I wrote them every time <laughs> yeah so because I think maybe the initial first impulse is probably might be the most true and then we could perhaps reflect on them later and I don't know if we're going to do it in another episode because that seems like a lot of work. But anyway, 
here they are here are the notes as I wrote them <clears throat> why does he think incoherent mumbling is funny <laughs> uh, was that when you started taking notes yeah it was <laughs> what happened when you were listening is we took a little break and Jim complained about the mumbling for the whole time <laughs> <laughs> and then upstairs instantly went on his phone and missed the next 10 minutes of the film writing that okay, so, so let's just make make clear by the way is, is this when you're not starting as well no I started mine from the from the oh. get go so, so, so Jim's, Jim's note started at that scene the first one where uh, Paul Bart and his daughter are sitting in yes the, yeah. the, 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 the one no 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 no, no. it's before that when he, even che- when he checks in at the start he does it oh is that, mm-hmm. is that when it started yeah, it? but you, you wrote it during the, the yes the I did I did yeah. yes that's true because <laughs> it was like well, basically, I'll try and replicate it. Someone says something to me, he goes, I, check, but, but, I mean, I can't. I mean, I just... <laughs> <laughs> and right, that's funny for maybe two or three seconds, but not when it's. I, mean, I, I, I would love to, but I, I, just, I can't. Oh, I left it over. I don't know. Well, I don't know. <laughs> that's not funny. That's not funny. Really uh, a perfect impersonation. <laughs> <laughs> I think he even said the lines he says in between. <laughs> oh, no, I read the script. That is. Verbatim. <laughs> Whoever the fuck he said. I ironically, I can't say verbatim. Wait, what's your next note? Right, um, Chicken Chow Lane. <laughs> <laughs> chicken Chow Lane did make me laugh. I had a few genuine laughs, like up until then as well, right? So, gotta mention when she gets when the woman gets hit by a car, you're not expecting that, and as. <laughs> certain comedy is, is, is a relief of tension there wasn't any tension built up towards that as we said there was no now this is indicative of the rest of the film because there's no artistry in it whatsoever <laughs> but they have occasional moments of like comedy spliced throughout it and a woman getting hit by a car is never not very funny <laughs> particularly when it comes out of nowhere <laughs> right okay so the second note this is this is like a proper in-depth one so we must be quite quite I, f- I think I was nearly half an hour in before I started really writing notes right? yeah. so this is the second note the soulless vacuum of it all really hurts <laughs> <laughs> the soulless vacuum of it all really hurts when they shoehorn in sentimental moments the anti-comedy is so grating it's like a z-less co- comedian Dying during a set on a cruise ship, hopeless and headache-inducing, but it did shove a laugh out of me. Like when you laugh politely at a friend of a friend's shit jokes because you know you have to be in their company for an extended period of time, <laughs> and you don't have the nerve to tell them to fuck off. <laughs> That's kind of what a lot of the film felt like. You know, you were kind of like, mm, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If I wasn't forced into this social situation, I wouldn't in any way spend any time with you and I want to let you know that (laughs) but the second I say listen you are just an intolerable person to be around Mm. I'm the bad guy (laughs) and it's the same with this film I don't want to just as I say no one goes into a creative experience trying to find the worst thing about it we want to be entertained this film didn't give me much opportunity for that (laughs) next note actively endorses a drunk guy to continue hitting on a woman on her own and he does do that yeah at the bar very apt no inexcusable right now so this is in reference to what a lot of uh, 
Till Death Do Us Blart talk about, which is the bird scene. And they have this whole theory that this is a beautiful little short film that someone's created. <laughs> and they've put them into this film somehow. And I have to, apologies lads, refute that to the, the, the you know, to the most severe degree possible. <laughs> the bird scene was not a masterwork. It reinforced the idea that this whole film is like a teenager trying to make people laugh but they don't have the depth or experience of life <laughs> to actually understand how humans think or perceive things. And I mean that. Because <laughs> have you ever been a, have you ever been around so like a 13, 14 year old they're just they're getting their personality together you know they're, they're you know they're starting to get into things on their own that their parents don't get you know they're making their own self which is great but all the times they're very keen to let you know what they know or they're trying to make you laugh but they don't really know how a sophisticated sense of humour works that's what the whole film felt like <laughs> to me being in the company of one of those people <laughs> which is you know not to denigrate 13, 14 year olds for not being world class comedians but this film was made entirely by adults I hope <laughs> Although if it wasn't, you wouldn't be surprised, right? Okay, so next note. When he dies on stage at the keynote, it smacks of a disgusting and knowing irony that if the filmmakers are aware of the thin bile they're presenting, why there's a this is in quotes, this is a quote. Why do we do this? <laughs> Paul Blart says during his speech about being the best fucking security guard ever mm-hmm. that apparently everyone knows about why did he do this and he says that in his speech and it sounds like an admittance of guilt from the filmmakers <laughs> that know full well what the fuck they're doing because even if you're making the worst film ever which that isn't but it's very close to being even within that, even within the structure of what it takes to make a film, you have to, you have to at least have common sense in order to <laughs> assemble a film. Because the amount of people that work on a film, the amount of different moving parts there are, that you can't be an idiot. So why do they present themselves as if they don't have any sense of what it's like to exist within their film? <laughs> It's genuinely like Martin Luther King's talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Right, I'm right. Okay, in. okay, right, well, well, listen, All it, my opinions are it, right the window. It's going to get even wankier now, right? I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> the, Joseph Con- the Joseph Conrad reference. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there was somewhere deep inside of me that as soon as they said Joseph Conrad, and I don't know why, because I've got no fucking clue who that is, I thought. Chip might have well, he, wrote, feel he wrote Heart of Darkness which <laughs> listen to me he of wrote, course no, no he wrote Heart of Darkness the novel that Apocalypse Now yeah, is based yeah, on yeah. so we're, we're all wanky film nerds no I understand that but I need to I need to let them know that right so obviously I, I hold that film in high regard yeah so to reference it within this film Arched me something, <laughs> but I, I can't actually remember what I wrote. So here it is: the Conrad reference further irritated me as it suggests a level of intellectual sophistication <laughs> that is present in the filmmakers that they deliberately soak out of the film. 
Which leads me to my theory that there is a precise audience for this outside of the drones that will go and see anything brightly coloured and vaguely humorous, right? So I have a theory. This, <laughs> bear with me. <laughs> that this film isn't people trying to make a sincere, heartfelt, good family comedy and failing. <laughs> they're not I don't think they're aiming for that I think they're aiming for this weird sort of offshoot of comedy that people who are into comedy don't understand because it's not comedy I, I just want to get this right and I I want <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, good luck two part <laughs> I, I, I want this just to be heard what you're saying though is that Paul Bart Mall Cop 2 from the offset Mm. from the directors yeah was a meme Can't, well no no that's not what I'm saying actually no no I'm not saying that at all no what I mean is that I, I there might be a, a specific audience that we don't know about you know like we don't know about but we're very much trying to tap into with this podcast precisely <laughs> no you know what I mean like, like I, I'm not like this is going to sound bad it's going to take us down a huge tangent and I'm very sorry but like you know people love Michael McIntyre's comedy I'm yeah, not having a go yeah, at Michael yeah. McIntyre I'm not in the past I would have done but to be fair I couldn't, do, I couldn't do what he does and he's very successful and he makes people happy and that's great but his comedy is without merit from start to finish it has no <laughs> point of view and it doesn't really it doesn't say or do anything other than make literally millions of people laugh <laughs> so the, it has to be funny it has to be good comedy because it works you know when someone laughs at someone you can't say that wasn't funny because they laughed so it, intrinsically it's funny already yeah even if you think you have a higher sophisticated or a higher appreciation have you watched, have you watched his reality game show no and I won't but anyway That's the amazing. point yeah brilliant right anyway you, you understand what I'm saying so I'm saying that there's a, a, a like an offset yeah, yeah. <laughs> a group yeah that are bigger than everyone else that enjoys this sort of lukewarm <laughs> what, what are you mean like diarrhea pish they are women out of die hard films <laughs> I think you're just sh- chucking words together that don't really relate to each other at this <laughs> hey I've got you there mate anyway we'll move on right what yeah. is this Alcor <laughs> we'll, we will move on okay <laughs> next next as ones Oh, yeah. of course, the Batman thing. <laughs> Got them a little bit confused. Right, on with the thoughts. Next one. Are you allowed to find sincere joy within a totally vacuous and disgusting film? Yes. Yeah. I agree. Right, next note. The film cannot decide if Blart is the hero or not. Yes. He's simultaneously a disgusting, egotistical blob and an inspiring figure with a group of people that adore him. You can be one, you can be the other, you can't be both. So that's bollocks. Next one. When he has his sugar crush, and this is what the point that you laughed particularly, Ali. <laughs> when he had his sugar crash, I wish he'd just stayed unconscious on the ground for the rest of the film. <laughs> the ice cream dripping scene was the big payoff, and it got serious laughs in the room. So I was alone in feeling a desperate sense of not understanding how comedy works and just trying anything vaguely odd to maybe shift us from our fucking zombie-like state into maybe experiencing something. 
Which I think is what the film does a lot of the time. I think mm. you got really deep there, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you okay? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm good. Okay. Right. So the line, after he punches the old woman in the face, which is brilliant, by the way, <laughs> she says on the ground, I startled you, I deserved it. <laughs> which was genuinely fucking hilarious. <laughs> I can't take anything away from that. Yeah, yeah. That was... Yep, ten out of ten slam dunk, and this is gonna, we're gonna bring this back yeah. to the turn down scene after. Mm-hmm. Okay, next next note. The occasional moments of genuine humour is so undercut by the honking jokes, <laughs> which again lends credence to my original theme. Honking is the perfect word. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Fuck Why does he move when he's hiding in the suitcase? <laughs> I have issues with this suitcase as well. Right, shall, shall we leave it to Google? Right, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Why did he move though? Oh. Yeah, if he was hidden, it didn't. It, didn't, it wouldn't have to even have to be a bulletproof. You don't understand. It wouldn't. Mark. No, listen, listen. It wouldn't even have to be a bulletproof suitcase if he was hidden in it and he didn't know he was in it. No. He wouldn't start shooting it. It's because he started moving. And that. No. We'll come back to it. Right. Okay. Sleeping with the fishes, there are no fish in that swimming pool. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. I heard you. I heard you say it to yourself. Oh, no, I said, it to the, it. I, said, I said it to the group, and I thought, that's too funny. I'm going to say it again on the podcast. <laughs> and a, a guy gets pushed into a swimming pool, and someone else says, Are you sleeping with the fishes now? There's no fish in a swimming pool. <laughs> anyway, he thinks, he thinks shuffling a lot. Oh, sorry. He thinks shuffling around with a confused look on his face is funny. You said it must be to somebody, otherwise they surely wouldn't do it. <laughs> All right, next one. He's trying to do hapless and bumbling as well as being a genuine action star. I made that same point earlier. He wants both and fails at both. I truly, really despise him while I'm watching. <laughs> Kiss was funny. Oh, that's kiss. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Baby kiss, wasn't it? Kiss yeah, in the lift. Yeah, that was funny. Kiss in the lift. <laughs> Watch it to understand. And then this is a point I think you made to go. I think drowned a few fellas by knocking them out into water. Yeah. <laughs> that was your point. I've got that one as well, I think. Yeah, so last two. Enjoying the experience because I'm with you guys. Mm. Would be a much bleaker experience if I watched it alone. Yeah, you know, be on that, and then finally, the random outbursts would really work in a less glossy, pallid pile of hokum. So there you go. Yeah, I, I, I did say though that I did watch it by myself with the audio off, but I don't know if that's bleaker than watching it with the audio on. I think it might be. Because <laughs> no, no, at least if you don't hear them, you can start having your own thoughts, which will be more entertaining. <laughs> that's a good point, though. Like, like when you're watching it, you you, you feel. You feel yourself drawn to what's happening on TV, even if you're just thinking to yourself, like, oh, Kevin James is doing something. Hmm. So, in summary, uh, four out of five. Four out of five? Yeah, brilliant. Loved it. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> I was shocked. <laughs> four out of five point zero, to be fair. Ah, uh, you, you yeah. said it, man. You said it, four out of five. <laughs> Ali, we're on the winning team. <laughs> Woo! Woo! <laughs> Dougal, what do you think? Well, I've got a few notes. Okay. Um, the first one is Mum Hit by a Truck. Amazing. Which was 
very funny. Once can't, again, can't it deny really it. set you up nicely to mm. be bitterly disappointed. <laughs> and then Neil McDonough from all different types of fame, from Band of Brothers to <laughs> Band Brothers as well. Yeah, Band of Brothers <laughs> to Arrow on the CW. Aye. He's done everything, and he did Death yeah, right in the middle there. Um, so he was there D.B. Woodside who's in Lucifer he was there and Buffy Buffy as well and I, I got a little bit excited and, and then was swiftly disappointed mm-hmm. then I thought when's he going to be a mall cop it's <laughs> <laughs> a good fucking good point it's in the title you expect it a little bit at one point he goes oh look it's like the mall and it's like oh okay, well, our home turf that's <laughs> Have they brought that up in the Death Bar podcast? Because that's a really good point. No. <laughs> I, think, I think they know. I think maybe, they did. Like, I think they did bring it up at one point, but that's, that's an exceptionally good point. And also, we should say spoilers. Mm. Yes. If you're getting this far in, spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> um, Paul Blart lives. <laughs> <laughs> he survives the film. Yeah. Well, I think there was a bit that um, he almost, well, when he may not have been surviving the film or he was just having a sad time. And I've got a quote from Jim during watching, which was, he's fat and he lost everything. Big fat losing cunts. Hope he dies. <laughs> <laughs> after, after his comment, disappointed, really. That was such a good film. <laughs> and I want, to, I want to make clear that before I said that I said it's no, nowadays it's not funny just to be fat it used to be <laughs> yeah. and I would never judge someone because they're fat I'm overweight myself so I would never judge anyone else anyway but he makes me need to say <laughs> fat cunt <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry to every other fat cunt out there for being you being lobbed in with me and Kevin <laughs> but we're here now we're just going to try and get out so uh, the next note that I had was holds a wedding dress when he goes about <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if I thought it was funny or shit but I wrote it down I, th- I think that got a laugh from everyone to be yeah. fair. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he literally just goes and tries to hide behind <laughs> a woman. He's hiding behind the veil of a woman who's getting married where everyone's watching her. In the car park. In the car park <laughs> of some kind of hotel with a casino in it. <laughs> um, the, next, the next note I had is when um, Lane... The girl's pal <laughs> slash man, she likes David Henry from Wizards of Waverly Place and yeah. the first and last scenes of How I Met Your Mother. Mm. He said that something about women and how he'd been rejected three, nearly four times, and n- no, it's it just four. If it's nearly four, it's probably just four. Someone's done something to you, they've done it to you three or four times. They can't nearly do something to you. They've either done it or they haven't, so fuck off. Then the next note is chicken chow wing. (laughs) Right, now. Which we all did enjoy. I do want to speak about that because they they, they slate that scene on the podcast so often. And the delivery. Oh, that scene 
Chicken Chow Lane. <laughs> it is funny. It is funny. <laughs> it's not not funny because it's funny. <laughs> and I can't tell you why. And I know I was being an arsehole about comedy earlier and a pretentious dickhead about it, but if you shout Chicken Chow Lane loud enough, <laughs> it's funny. And I'm sorry. Somehow, <laughs> it was very confusing. Oh. 
that, oh. that, that long shot where he's unwrapping that bit of foil oh. and, and you think he's going to use it and it's just got a wee chocolate in it and he enjoys his wee chocolate and then he gets back to the action that's anti-humour that that's 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 what I fucking strive for like, that, 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 that is like watching a clown fill in his tax return it's that's like watching a cliff slowly fucking eroding over ten years. Like you know, that's like it's like watching a one-legged guy try to post a letter that's too heavy for him. It's like watching a balloon guy do one of those there, right? Yeah. He ties up half the dog and then he just stops for the middle. It's like you know, it's like it's like a guy trying to play a harmonica with no teeth. My next. <laughs> <laughs> about the suitcase bit yeah and my biggest well obviously he moved he shouldn't have moved because that's stupid but then no wait so Kevin Kevin James right yeah. in that suitcase yeah. now I will happily go and measure that suitcase and measure Kevin James will, will you die on this hill no I will die on this hill because <laughs> I entirely believe he could fit inside that suitcase I entirely do not believe that he would have avoided four bullets while he was tumbling downstairs <laughs> in that suitcase. He would have taken up a large enough proportion of that suitcase to at least get hit by one. But so, they weren't They were! There were holes in the suitcase! There were! That's why he started driving! He started driving no, because of different his... Thing. You, you missed it. You yeah. missed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it went big, 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 and there were bullets through the suitcase, and then he tumbled down the stairs... And as the bullets are going through, as he's tumbling down the stairs, mm. there's enough mass on him that at least one little part of him might have got shot. So that was stupid. The rest of it was fine. <laughs> I don't believe it. No, I'm 100% behind him. That's exactly what happened. I saw it. I was there. You weren't there, man. <laughs> it's me and Ali were having a good time. Yeah, you were. <laughs> You were in an alternative universe. So I think a, a ton, alternative universe. Uh, you were in your own universe. And we were here. I mean, a shit time. Oh, this is going to be a horrible episode. So sorry. Right, let Dougal finish his notes. Oh! So the next song after. Yeah, yeah, behave. Cool. The next. The next. <laughs> the next note I have. I think it's a quote. I hope it's a quote because I'm not sure what I wrote. The whole thing's like a pool. Like a pool inside. So <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed it. I thought it would be stupid, but it's definitely a quote from the film. Somewhere. <laughs> and then the next bit, yeah, the next bit is then why hide and then shove your fat face over the top? <laughs> Looks like, like the, what the fuck? Like, don't run away and hide. And then show your face. You're Kevin James. You're not small. You're like fucking <laughs> show your cacophony of a face over the top of some fucking suitcases. Like, that's not hiding. Um, and then the next one looks like there's too much fork in the road. That was a line mm. from the show. Horrible. And then yeah, the, one of my biggest points of the film. I don't understand how anyone's ever been caught holding a gun before because all you seem to need to do 
is just casually place it behind your back. <laughs> As 15 to 30 people do in that fucking film. Yeah, <laughs> as true. soon as they open a door and go, ooh, behind the back. They're <laughs> <laughs> so polite, you know, aren't they? They're all just ready to bow for them. Like, what the fuck's going on? That sounds very good point. Uh, so that was that was bloody stupid. And then you've got the marbles in the slide, which was utterly ridiculous. In the barrage of Chekhov's guns, mm-hmm. like you say, there's everything that started that is at the start comes back at the end. Yeah, he just slides on marbles and does the little thing, and it's just fucking ridiculous. <laughs> and then there's the green screen conversation, which was stupid. Yeah, that was bogging. And then there was the shouting match, which was kind of emotional at certain bits, but not really emotional, just a bit daft as well. And then there's a bit where he sits and punches a woman or something like that and you hear her ribs crunch yes. some sort of crunching in yeah. the, and that's that's fucking horrendous um, but it's all forgiven because there's a Wilhelm stream about three seconds later then there's obviously the cape fight which was one of the best moments of the whole film oh you, you mean Cirque du Soleil yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> it was basically it was like Abed in Community. It was trying to bring back the cape for <laughs> It was ridiculous. Hmm. Um, oh yeah, and then there was the fat guy stuck halfway down the uh, rope trope. That oh happened, shit! There he was yeah. going down the thing, and he's like, "Oh, well, oh no, I'm stuck because I'm fat," and it takes all the weight. That's yeah. stupid. Fuck off. <laughs> and, and well. I mean, he literally should have probably died at some point because he was getting shot quite a lot and always managed to avoid it. But um, you would think that there was a number of times during the film where he'd run across a road without looking both ways. <laughs> and after the way his grand died, <laughs> should, have probably, should have probably maybe like been right. a bit more road conscious. Lessons learned. <laughs> and my last note is Andy Fickman. <laughs> what was that? That's the director. Oh, <laughs> who has his name spelled wrong? <laughs> Andy Fickman. Thank you. Right. Stop that. Hello, you fine, fine tuna boot people. Um, just a quick note. I'm editing this at the moment and realised that we never actually got to finish the episode because we all got a little bit momentously drunk and what I've done is I've tried to keep the ending that we have recorded here um, because it's nuts and next week you'll hear Liam finishing off his ideas and thoughts on the spectacle that is Paul Blart Mall Cop 2. Hope you've enjoyed it, please sign up to our socials and all that I'll give you the ending that was originally recorded. I don't think you can call it an ending. I think it's just drunk people rambling, but here it is. And we will see you next week for the end of Paul Blart Mall Cop 2 Tuna Boot Style Review. Do you have anything you want to say? I'll do it on my own. Well, thank you very much for listening to the podcast. Yeah. Is it recording right now? Yeah. Brilliant. No, thanks, everybody. Oh, he didn't sign off now. Yeah, well, we have to, because someone's ruining the fun. Leon. Thank you, Ali. <laughs> Always back to
I don't, I don't like this tension. No. Well, we'll finish it, will we? Yeah, Thank I you very I'm much for okay. coming on. Thank you very much for being here, boys. Lovely to see you. It's and been, as it's we been a great night. always say on the podcast, Just you're only one breath away from death. Look, not meant to be rude, but now I'm very fucking drunk. <laughs> Sorry, there's no fucking Are way. you drunk too? Chinaboo. Skish, skish, <laughs> belush, motherfuckers. <laughs>